Welcome, everybody, to the sixth edition of Halos on Tap. Or should we say, Halo and welcome. Boom! All right. Taking it right to the bank. Right to the bank. That's where we live. You can put that in your checking account. All day later, long. Like a responsible uh, citizen. You can open a Roth IRA. Let's get after it today. We have had an amazing week in Angels baseball, ladies and gentlemen. Five and one record over the last uh, the six games we saw since you heard us last. We're, uh, we're, we're out here. We're Halos on Tap. We're an all angels all the time podcast. And by all the time, we mean once a week. And we are also usually consuming our, a beer of choice. Um, our Tonight... Most- Tonight. It's Post Malone's favorite beer night. It is Bud Light. The best beer that beer can be. That's exactly where I thought that was going. Anyway, great week for the Angels. We're, uh, we're super excited. And we're going to bring you our one game recaps. Just or one sentence game recaps just as soon as... Sucky bomb time! All right. We, have, we, all, uh, we all know what happened last week. In, uh, in the spirit of Shohei Otani and all things good for the Angels, every time Shohei hits a home run or gets a win as a pitcher, we as a collective group here will do a sake bomb, uh, which is, for those of you who are unfamiliar, a generous pour of beer with a shot of the finest Japanese wine, rice wine sake, dropped into it in the form of a shot glass, and then consumed as rapidly as one is able to. Um, yeah, it's uh, not a whole lot of pageantry here. We're just going to get this thing done. Uh, two of them are owed tonight, and the first one is going down right now. This is for Shohei's third home run of last week, the one he absolutely crushed off the A's, and take us away. All right, are we ready? I, uh, I'm, I'm waiting for all host. I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Yikes. Ooh. Oh, man. A quick finish. That was... T- I all party. That was horrible. Yeah, that was not good. That was, that was, that was uh, 80 degree Bud Light. Jeez. <laughs> that was, that was, uh... Everything I remembered and worse about Saki Bombs. That was the Oakland defense of Saki Bombs. <laughs> Topical, because we played the A's this week, which leads us into our first segment. One sentence recaps. Back by popular demand. I what? get to go first this time. I'm going to call going first. All right. Is that fair? I think hey. you win first last time. Um, well, I'm going to do the honor of doing the games I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Game one. Bridwell struggles. Otani goes deep. We still win. Two semicolons there. Oh, wait, those were throws. That might have been three separate sentences. That's fine. Yeah. We're rolling with it. Who's counting? We don't edit in the show, so we kill that much. Game number two. Bam, 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 bam. Seven, three. Lost to the A's. Game recap. Didn't watch. Don't know what happened. <laughs> other than JC Ramirez got injured and is out on, for a season. Is getting Tommy Which John. We'll, well, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on that. Yeah, that's sad, bit. though. And, and to recap, last week uh, it was declared in this exact same segment that JC does not belong 
on a major league roster, but alas, he he's well, not. he's not. Well, he, he won't be. How prescient they're, they're, was was that of, yeah, exactly. of Mr. Hallett on that one? We, uh, so by the but, way, I think we forgot to introduce ourselves this week, or we just delayed it. I'm I'm your co-host, Mr. Hallett. And I'm Sean Feeney, coming at you live from beautiful Culver City. We have in the room with us... Producer Q. And intern Mango from KC. KC, which we'll get to later as we pre-view. You might know him as intern Casey, pre-game, Steve. Preview. The, A man uh, of many names. The KC series. And he'll have some <clears throat> thoughts on what, uh, what the Angels have to look forward to in Kansas City. So, anyway, let's take it back to... Sean Feeney for our third game recap of the week. I feel like you might have something like nice prepared for this one. I feel like maybe you've forgotten what happened. I know game. what happened. It was the best thing I've ever... It was the best <laughs> sporting event I've seen in a long time. It was the most excited I've been to watch any sort of sports in forever. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... I'm gonna, unless you... No, no. Hey, it's all yours. I'm just going to say Sunday was maybe the greatest sporting day of, my, of at least my last ten years because... The only sporting event I'll watch over a baseball game was happening, and that was Sunday at the Masters, which I absolutely love. And I don't want to give away what happened in this game. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know, but I, I'd love to see Sean Feeney's one-sentence one recap for this game. I'm going to try to... This is going to be short and sweet. Short and sweet, okay. Otani is God. Wow, <laughs> three words. Oh. Three words. Can we get, can we get around the snaps Not for even, that? No, man, that was so fun to watch. I, I really haven't seen, uh, I mean, in recent memory, a more dominant Angels outing. I think the last time that uh, an Angels pitcher took a perfect game that far into the game was Irvin Santana back in t- maybe 2014, 2015. I actually worked at Angel Stadium during that one. I remember that game. Um, I wanted it to happen so bad, but this time, actually, funny enough, uh, Eric was having people over at his house to watch the Masters, and they were also watching baseball, and he texted me saying to come over and, and watch the game. And I said, I don't, I can't move. I think that their energy is just right. Um, That's true. And then, and then, and then about five minutes later, yeah. it was all over. So maybe you should have come over. Maybe that's maybe you've learned your lesson for next time. I'm sorry, Angels fans. But yeah, it's my fault. Shohei electric, just dotting 100 mile an hour fastballs on the outside corner, and then have, throwing that 90 mile an hour splitter that's just untouchable. It's. It's really just something, something to behold, and I hope, I hope that's just a taste of what's to come. Yep. Anyway, uh, game number four of the week was an 8-3 win over the Rangers. We kicked off the series in style. We saw some great bats this weekend. This was just the beginning of what was to come. And, uh, I, I mean, nothing crazy to write home about here. Garrett Richards struggled through some command issues. Also, I totally forgot that these are one-sentence recaps. It's all right. You were doing good. I liked it, but we're going to stop for a one-sentence and we'll go back to it. Richards, wild. Team hit pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I like the, I like the idea of going newspaper headlines. Yeah. I think that's what it should be. Except unedited. Unedited newspaper headlines. For all you at home, these are completely unedited one-sentence recaps we think up on the spot. Yeah, they're on the spot. Yes. Bear with us. All right. And I believe that takes us to the next day. That was uh, Tyler Skaggs, right? DJ T. Skaggs. DJ T. Skaggs out there. Um, I'm going to go ahead and describe that one as Skaggs, effective, yet awful. Angels, bats, pull it off. Right. 
After the second inning, I texted my group chat of Angels fans saying, I'm out on Tyler Skaggs after he required 65 pitches to get through the first two innings, left the bases loaded twice, somehow only allowed one run, and then I gotta give credit to Socha on this one. Gooby and Victor were pointing out that Socha pulled Skaggs aside in the dugout after that second inning and just told him, you have, I'm sure there's some expletives in there, but <clears throat> you have a four-run lead, stop nibbling, go out and trust your fastball, and he looked great for the next three innings and picked up the win for himself. So I got to give Socha credit on that one. Yeah, I, that's awesome. I love that. Here's a guy who knows how to manage pitchers, I think, or at least motivate pitchers. Yeah. You don't catch 1,400 games at the big league level and not learn a thing or two about motivating pitchers. Um, and then lastly, we just saw this happen the night. 7-2 win over the Rangers. Jaime Barilla gets his first big league win. And Show Jeffrey Marte continues to crush it. There you go. <clears throat> Jeffrey um, Marte. I owe one sentence. Yeah. Uh, Otani sparks fire. A- Angels bats back Jaime in... <laughs> in a win. Did you just co-opt my <laughs> sentence and then say a sentence that didn't make any sense? Oh, no. Okay. And, and Producer Q, am I understanding what just happened correctly here? Yes. Uh, uh, motion upheld. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, how about we How about we don't horn in on my, my one sentence? Because no hornations allowed. Please keep the horning to a Sorry. If, if you could. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. No, it's okay. But we're excited. We're excited. Because... <laughs> He's really hornating over there. He's really excited. <laughs> he's, he's, he's beating himself up over that one. Jeffrey Marte hitting four something. 440? Yeah. Two weeks into the season. He looks awesome. I How many plate appearances do you think he has? I looked it up right now. Or, well, he's got 22, no, 25 official at bats. He already has half as many hits as he had all of last year. That's incredible. In nine games. Where's he going to fit in? Just as a, as a just play every now and then? or I think he's going to end up platooning with Valbuena. Because Kinsler is due back tomorrow. So Kozart's going to go back to playing third. Kinsler's going to play second. And then there's going to be some sort of mix, mix match with Valbuena, Marte, Shohei, and Albert, who DHs in first base. Plays and, first base. And I feel like that's the one spot where we can see more Marte. More Marte, less Valbuena. I think if he keeps hitting like this, yeah. I think that's probably the trade-off that you're going to see. Although i got to say, every time I see Valbuena even like hit a single to center and do the bat flip, it just brings so much joy to my heart. It does. Um, I just... Still a little out on, on Valbuena playing as regularly sure. as he is. Yeah, no, I mean, questionably a major league player, but hey, he's, he's holding his own so far. Yeah. Anyway, Look at uh, another observation, uh, thoughts on the bullpen so far. Um, thoughts on the bullpen so far. I mean, they've been, okay, so they pitched the most innings in all of the American League. Um, that is, I, I, I don't know what, but they have an amazing track record so far. I got to think that uh, this this bullpen is cementing themselves up at the top of the American League in, in pretty much every single category. Uh, they look awesome. Uh, that's all. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, the likes of Luke Bard have come out of the gate and been shut down with that absurd spin rate on his fastball. Noe Ramirez is awesome. Noe Ramirez is just a junk baller out of like the 60s and 70s who's fun to watch with the long hair. 
We got Keenan coming in, doing the five out. It wasn't a save tonight, but getting the last five outs of the game. We've got Jose, who looks like a new man. Uh, Jose Alvarez is looking great. I mean, I think he is finally starting to pitch the way that we all thought he was capable of. Yeah, I mean, it's been, what, like three or four years now, but it does finally seem like he's we found our lefty guy for the bullpen. Two, it, two weeks into the year, it's hard to say. but If Richards and Skaggs can start pitching the way, you know, that they're supposed to, I mean, this could be a breakout year for a lot of different Angels pitchers. It's true. And even... Berea, who I think we viewed as like a last-ditch depth option and is now up because of the Shoemaker and Ramirez injuries, it only took him 71 pitches to get through five innings tonight, and that was on only three days rest, which is actually why he was pulled so shortly into the game. But this is a guy with good command, good stuff, and I think we've got... He'd scare me in an important situation game. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a notorious fly ball pitcher, um, so when it comes to anything, you know, I just like some guys get Texas isn't very good. Yeah. Um, so up against a you know big lineup, I, I think that I'm still a little bit hesitant to call him an everyday piece, especially since you have Tropiano and Haney coming in probably uh, this week. I think the only reason Nick Tropiano wasn't called up and Jaime Berea was was because Nick Tropiano had very too recently thrown 90 pitches down in AAA. Well, that's I think what we're gonna see tomorrow. I'm not sure if starters have been confirmed, but tomorrow and Friday we don't technically have anyone listed on our probables page. I think you're probably going to see some combination of Heaney, who said he's ready to go, which, thank God, yeah, and Tropiano Thursday, Friday, and then go back to G. Rich on Saturday and Otani Sunday. But I mean, this is that takes us into our next that, segment, our look ahead. Yeah, yeah. We can just transition right into that and go into the next couple series here. A look ahead. Why don't, why don't you break them break them down for us? So we're going to Kansas City, or we're, or we got uh, more in four no. in Kansas City. Four in Kansas City, and then where we go after that? We got after that you're in Boston. Ooh, uh, we're we're at home against two Boston. Two very difficult correct. matchups. Ho- hosting the Red no, hosting the Red Sox. That is not too difficult. Two difficult. very the Red, difficult. The Royals suck, dude. The well, Royals are awful. <laughs> if I may, I'd like to. Uh, are you going to give me Royals stats? I'm not going to give you stats. I'm going to give you reasons why you should be concerned about a trip to Kansas City. going to give you City. subjective opinions. Yes. I wish you guys could see my Well, no, right. these, aren't, these aren't subjective. These are, these are these both are objective subjective opinions. and objective. One, uh, there is a, a bright uh, upcoming star for the Royals, a young Jacob Junis, who is 2-0 with a 0 ERA, maybe has the best curve in baseball. Get ready, Angels. God, I want to throw this microphone at you. Get ready, Angels. <laughs> no, just go ahead and Google him. See what you find. First, for opening day, Stephen told we were picking our, uh, our our parlay for that day. We do not bet except on opening day, and um, <laughs> we, we we picked a parlay. And it's not true, by the way. We were going through everything, and and Stevens goes, "This the White Sox Royals is that's a lock. Royals got this easy." Danny Duffy, dude. Well, ne- never, Matt, never Matt seen a worse read. Danny Davidson. Duffy is a pitcher to watch out for. He 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 still is talented. Um, I think objectively he's talented, although this season he's not looked too They lost hot. to a James Shields-led White Sox team <laughs> on opening day. Let me recap that. James Shields started an opening day, and you guys and, lost. And the, and the team... The Sox are whom, third in the Central, okay? Don't exactly, and the team for whom not, he not started team. for has a better record than the Kansas City. So if we're, what, just, gonna, is, if we're just going to sit here and bash my takes, then I'll, I'll leave them to the side. I'm just trying to help you guys prepare... For a very difficult. What is genuinely the Royals? You could have been honest and say, "I hope you guys are ready to continue. You have a nice little series here against a a, a 
not very good Royals team to then parlay into a Boston series. But no, we have two hey, very tough series. Let me go ahead and draw a comparison here to a University of Virginia basketball squad that just decided to look past the 16th seed on their on their way to the championship. Are you calling a team? Are you calling the US Royals? Olympic are you calling the team? Royals a 16 seed? Uh, yeah, they're probably Oof. the worst team in baseball. I'll right tell now. you what, Feeney's eyes rolled back so far into his head. I think he needs medical attention. <laughs> he is just having none of this conversation right now. So here, here's another reason to be concerned. Oh, God. Mike Moustakis had all the plans in the world on being an angel. He wanted to make it back to California. Uh, instead... The revenge play. Yeah. Instead, Mike Moustakis signed a one-year, $6.5 million contract with the Royals, where he was ready to sign a nine-figure contract. Obviously, that didn't happen. He's ready to show the angels what they missed out on. Um... Also, uh, when I see Cole Calhoun, I, I see I see a beer drinker. In right field at Kauffman Stadium, there is a Miller Lite porch, a party porch. I wouldn't a party I, porch in every stadium though. Yeah. There's a bu- there's a bunch of Are you insinuating that Cole Calhoun is gonna get drunk in the middle of this game? I'm insinuating that he might be tempted to just walk out of the stadium, just hop over the right field fence and grab a beer. Tell you Why what? does it strike me that he would be a better baseball player after like six beers? Well, I was going to say, like, you know, we'll miss Cole Calhoun for three innings, and I'm not sure we'll be any worse off for it. Not because of Cole Calhoun, but just I'm not worried about the Royals hitting the ball to, like, right field ever. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't really disagree with that take. Uh, Objectively and also, speaking, the Royals are tied for 28th in Major League Baseball and run scored. So the fact that the Angels don't know who they're starting in games one and two of that series may not come as much of a hindrance as we might expect. But, who knows, it's a Major League Baseball team, regardless of what your opinion is, uh, maybe the Royals can get their bats active in games one and two. Well, the the bigger issue with the Royals is that they have an apathetic manager in Ned Yost, who today, after a backup catcher to uh, the Salvador Perez, the legend, Cam Gallagher missed a pop-up in foul territory. When asked, why, why did he not make that catch? Ned Yost said it was... It was a tough play because it was in the air. And he ended it right there. <laughs> Ned Yost doesn't give a fuck. And I'm sorry. Pardon I'll, my I'll add, I'll Whoa. Add, I'll add an expletive. Yeah, yeah. Bleep that one out. Sorry. It was in the air. Yeah. Honestly, all that a Royals fan can hope for at this point is that uh, a tornado comes through. Well, so Ned Yost won a World Series with the Royals three years ago. How long does he have to dismiss his fielder's inability to catch fly balls for their being in the air before his time runs out in Kansas City. Uh, I, I would give Ned Yost uh, you know, at least a, another couple years, but that's neither here nor there. Right. We, we can dive into the Royals' plans for the future later. Okay. But all I have to say is get ready for a pretty competitive maybe ending or two from the Royals. So Feeney and I have to make predictions here. I think the Angels, I want to say three out of four, but I think maybe things start to cool down a little bit, and I'm going to say two out of four for the Royals. I'm going to say they sweep the Royals. Okay. But then they lose two of three against Boston. We haven't I'll bet, the hey, Boston so- Saki Bomb bet, Royals get one win. And this is between me and, uh, this is between me and you, Sean. Deal. Deal. You can't see it, but we're I shaking just, hands. I just don't think that... Coming out of a 
in a seven-game road trip, I don't think that there's any way the Angels win every game. I, and I actually gonna I'm gonna side with Mr. Hallett here. I think that it's gonna be split two two. All right, moving on to the Sox it's series. It's lit, not split. We'll uh, we'll have our next show in the middle of that Sox series. So, but we'll go ahead and predict uh, best of three once again. Angels haven't announced starters for Wednesday and Thursday's game yet at home. Probable, but, but Haney and Tropiano. Yeah, some yeah. some combination of that. On yeah. Tuesday, it'll be Bridwell against. <laughs> seems like eons ago, Cy Young winner Rick Porcello. Who then led Major League Baseball? Wait, Bridwell got sent down to the minors. All right, where are these probables from? This is from ESPN.com. That meant Bridwell got sent back down to AAA. It's yeah. wild because I mean Disney owns ESPN and Disney doesn't even know who their own starting pitchers are this week. It's true. It's a little bit disconcerting. Fair. We just pulled their sponsorship. It's fine. Yes, we're out on. Wait, are we out on Disney or ESPN? We're out, we're out on both. Okay. We're moving on okay. to baseball reference. We've cut ties with both Disney <laughs> and ESPN and moving on to the the much sought after re- reference or damn it. Ah, most sought sought after <laughs> I'm losing it. All right. Reverse, reverse. Uh, <laughs> three games against the Sox. Red Sox have the second best team ERA in baseball. They're 9 and 2. Uh, however, the Angels have a game off before, or they'll have a day off before taking on a three-game series. Predictions? I think this is where the Angels really have to show where their muster's at. Uh, let's see, this is our, their first test since the Indians against a really tough team, and I think you got to defend the home territory. I think the Angels take two out of three in this series after splitting a series where they should have done better against the Royals. That's my guess. Yeah, I already said one and two. One and two against the Red. Okay. Yeah. Right. So for the record, Feeney is saying uh, sweep the Royals five, five and five and two over the next seven games. Mister Hallett is saying, can you please four and three? Four and three. I had to think about that. I'm gonna say they're gonna get swept by the Red Sox. I think the the Angels go two and five in their next seven games. Yeah, right. We have to remember this is from an Astros ah, fan who's it. already getting a little worried about I got the you. German Shepherd of the AL West. Taking the Angels. on the Great Danes. Taking on the Great Danes. Astros, fair. Yeah. Tough yeah. but fair. Angels, as of today, leading the AL West by one game. I'm gonna go on the record. Earlier today, I sent a text message to Feeney saying... Uh, there was some debate as to who Angels fans should be cheering for in a game between the Astros and the Twins. Feeney asserted that the Angels are going to be leading the AL West, and so an Astros loss is beneficial for them. I proclaimed very uh, emphatically in text message that, in fact, the Twins are their biggest competition because it's going to be a wild card race. And I laughed out loud, and I said, if you don't think that we're going to be on your heels or in first the entire season. What's that I hear? Dogs barking. <laughs> well, that wraps up our series previews. Uh, what what is producer Q? What do we have next? Uh, I believe we have everyone's favorite segment of all time in the history of radio coming up. Show Today's show tunes is uh, Shohei Otani clearly is on the up and up. His odds, according to Bovada, to win 
the MVP in the American League have skyrocketed. His odds to win the Cy Young Award in the American League have skyrocketed. He is undertaking a tremendous amount of publicity and success all at once, which means because he got kind of a shafted on his contract, he needs sponsorship monies. So the question tonight for Showtunes is, what kind of sponsorship deals should Shohei Otani pursue? I'll, I'll kick this one off. You mentioned Bovada on your way in. I think Shohei needs to get into the online gambling sponsorship. It's actually a really good one, I think. Because a lot of teams in the English Premier League for soccer are sponsored by online betting. It's a big international thing. Could bring it domestically. That's, I don't see why not. Sure. That's not where I was going to go with it, but that's fine. I, I appreciate the support. What I was saying is, after Shohei's two-win, three-home run week, he skyrocketed to the top of the MVP candidate odds race above Mike Trout. So, Shohei, not to pull a Pete Rose here, but stands a lot to gain from people betting high on him to win the MVP. All he has to do is short himself and then do terribly for the rest of the year, and he stands to make a lot of money. Sounds exactly like a Pete Rose thing, actually. Well, no, Pete Rose only bet on himself to win. So you think he's like Shoeless Joe Jackson and the Black Sox? I'm not saying he's there yet, but I'm just saying if he wanted to be, he has that option. All right. Awesome. Bovada. Go ahead, Steven. I'm up. Okay. Um... So this one, uh, this one is going to be a reference to a couple of previous episodes, and for whatever reason, we like this guy quite a bit. But I think that uh, you know something that can really up Shohei's image and just his overall brand is uh, if he were to be sponsored by a company that you know really, really has a, a name synonymous with success, and that that brand is the Big Baller brand. He and Lonzo are going to be the most dynamic young athletes. In Southern California, within the uh, within the next, well, they, they probably already are. So if they both are, you know, creating shoes together, creating clothing together, next thing you know, they're they're going to be in the same posse. And that's a that's a reference to last week's episode, where Sean discussed Shohei's potential posse. It's got a good Inclusive one. Entourage. Yes. I really want to hate that take, but I think it's actually really really good. <laughs> um, I think for Shohei sponsorship, he should pursue Lowe's. Improving home improvement to get his gardening tools. Shohei strikes me as a very uh, cerebral type. Meticulous. Meticulous. Cares for his plants. I'm sure he has a bonsai tree somewhere in his small apartment. Why do you think that is? Because it's tasteful. Ah. I don't know. Do you you have a bonsai tree? I don't have a bonsai tree, mm, but that being, that I'm, I'm, I'm very would you rough just, around the edges. How, how would you how describe your friends? Would a bonsai tree be in this room? In this studio, you mean? The, in the studio, in the studio. That we're recording it. I'll tell you what. A bonsai tree would not be more out of place if it was like in the base of a volcano. If you have a, if you have a bonsai tree in the middle of this table by next week, I will do a sake bomb or two. Ooh, challenge. Well, well, well luckily for you, you still have another one to do tonight. Uh, but bonsai trees, easy to take care of. It's low low maintenance as far as the spectrum of plants go. They're not fickle like a ficus maybe, 
or any other kind of a fickle genus. Sounds fickle like fungus. a Dr. Seuss book. And I'm going to wrap that up. That's, that's, that's a scorching hot take that I stand by. Lowe's Home Improvement, Improving which ended up mostly focusing on bonsai trees. Bonsai trees. Cool. All right. Um, so I'm going to definitely um, have the best one here because Shohei Otani <laughs> is about precision. He's about beauty, elegance. Where, where is more beautiful and elegant than Benny Hanna's? I think Shohei Otani is going to be the new spokesman for Benny Hanna's. I think he's going to hang out with Rocky Aoki and his son Steve Aoki, and they're going to be <laughs> <laughs> best friends. And, and, and Nori Aoki. Ooh, Ooh and Nori, shout out. Nori, not Nori related, Shoka. but they might hang out. Same last name. Maybe yeah. Shohei Otani is the bridge for Steve Aoki and Nori Aoki to well, finally meet each other. Feeney's very close friend group is growing from Mike Trout to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani to Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And Steve Aoki. This is turning out really well for yeah. him. Name a cooler possible. His, his dream. Feels like he's getting the best end out of this deal here. Hmm. Well, Shohei also gets Because I haven't made any friends. Shohei's getting free I met them uh, this. onion trains on the hibachi grill at Benihana. So I think maybe, in fact, Shohei is getting the best part of this whole deal. Yeah. Shoot. I think you're right. All right. Well, that wraps up. <gasps> And we're out of Saki Bomb on that note. Yeah, all right. Um, that's, Game time. Uh, the two uh, two hosts here. Tough but fair. Tough but fair. Only fair. Toughness and fairness. Uh, all right. Back. Ichi, Uda, go. <laughs> that's <laughs> Ichi, Ni, San, Shi, Go. I knew Go was one. Do it. You only knew Ichi. <laughs> Oh man. Oh. Nope. I was supposed to tell a joke there, but. It tastes down like the hatch, juice. as they say. That was gross. Down the hatch. Oh. We're going to have to make some kind of amendment to the show. fly floating in my sake bomb. Gross. Welcome to the studio. Um, <laughs> anyways, we're going to move to the last segment here. <laughs> this week, for those of you at home who are playing along with us, is Coachella weekend. So we all need to get, or I guess Feeney needs to get his beauty rest. Your boy, Producer Q, is going to be in Nashville this weekend. Unfortunately, no Major League Baseball to be had there. But uh, we need to get some beauty rest. So we're moving to the last segment. <laughs> mailbag time. Two mailbag questions tonight. First comes from Eustace Bag. Eustace asks, The bullpen is performing admirably so far this season. In all Angels history, which relief pitcher did you have the least confidence in when they came out of the bullpen? Fernando Rodney. Horrible. I hate him. He almost blew the Twins lead tonight, which, you know, finally the Astros lost. Um, well, he, he did blow he the, the Twins lead. closer? He's the yeah. Twins closer. Oh gotta, yeah. I have no confidence in the Twins, nor do I have confidence in any team that Fernando Rodney pitches That's for. That's going to make for a fire, like, pivotal Angels-Twins series at some point. Bust out the arrows. Yeah. That was, like, my favorite game ever when they were just throwing the arrows right back at Fernando Rodney. Oh, God. I loved it. And he was so bad for us. He was horrible. I saw him cry one time. Twice. Yeah. He's an emotional guy. He's in touch with his emotions. Is there something wrong with that? No, that's fine. I just prefer he not do it well on the mound for us. But. A lot of crying. A lot of crying. I I had to go. I throw, well, hmm. Depends on the year. But 
Justin Spire, who was set to be our seventh inning guy on those great 2000s teams of Scott Shields and K-Rod, locking down the eighth and ninth for us, that was one guy where Sosha just had way too much faith in him for way too long. Um, I don't know how many of you remember old Justin Spire, but hey, seemed like a good guy, but just not a guy I ever trusted coming out of the bullpen for us. Throwback to Scott with one T Shields. I love that he guy. He was the rubber just, arm man. Yeah, the rubber arm. He threw like 90 games. He's got Scott Shields, you got Hasegawa, you got Ben Weber, Donnelly. Oh, uh, Brendan. Tar. Scab. Tar. What is it? Pine Tar Donnelly. Did yeah. you, his whole thing was he started playing when baseball was on a strike. So he was a scab. Oh. He, was a, he, was a, he wasn't in the union. I never put that together. That's, that's lovely. Yeah, good stuff. And last mailbag question, wrapping it up here on Halos on Tap. Follow us on Twitter. DM us your questions. Send us hate mail. We don't care. We can take it. Um, last question comes from Hans Zimmerman. He asks, two fights occurred in Major League Baseball today between Nolan Arenado charging the mound and a spat between the Red Sox and Yankees. Who would you least want to see running at you from the batter's box to break your jaw as a pitcher? I'm going to go full historical here and say Ted Williams because... He was a raging drunk. There's there's that. (laughs) There's that. What? And the guy had such incredible bat control, you know he's running out there with that bat. And if he wants to break your kneecap just long enough for you to miss the rest of the season, like, he knows exactly how hard to swing that bat to break your kneecap for like two months. And then you'll have a nice offseason because he's a decent, a decent guy. He's got maybe some compassion. But I, I don't know, I, I, off the top of my head, Ted Williams. That's where I'm going. I like that. Throwing it back. I'm going to keep it new school. Um, Joanna Cespedes. I think that guy comes at you with that right hook. Um, to me, on my face, it's a one and done. I'm out. Lights out. Um, the money I, maker. It's the money maker. I you know, have been told I have a... a face for radio. Face for radio. <laughs> No, the opposite. A voice for TV. I don't know. I would get a voice for TV. <laughs> I would get the snot kicked out of me by Joanna Cespedes. That would suck. Uh, I'm gonna go with Prince Fielder. Dude, you can but, run away from but Prince before Fielder. broken neck, Prince Fielder. If he didn't get intercepted by a player running out of the dugout before he got to me, if he could tackle me and get me on the ground, I'm pretty sure. You guys ever see Billy Madison, the revolting blob, how he sat on that guy and he suffocated him? You guys have any idea? I've seen Billy Madison, but I don't remember the... He was supposed to pinch my leg when he was running out of air. That would be me getting choked out by (laughs) By Prince Prince Fielder, (laughs) suffocating me. Asphyxiation on the bump from 60 feet, 6 inches away. Um, Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, I'm also going to give a take here. Uh, Mine... And this is a difficult take because he hasn't spent a single day in the majors. But the guy who I don't want to see charging me is uh, Tim Tebow. Uh, <laughs> not only does the guy have you know quite a powerful stiff arm, but he also has uh, another another guy on his on his shoulder. We'll make sure that you know I, I surely couldn't do anything there. 
he has a bit of a force field around him. Um, who's on his shoulder? Wait, yeah, so, wait. <laughs> in church case, who's on his shoulder? Feel free to elaborate. Uh, he has the he has he has God. God's he has there. God on his oh. shoulder. Yes. Coming I don't know. If, coming to knock your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like the take. I think I there's something you just you just probably punch him and your hand would just bounce off and yeah. maybe you're maybe you right back into your own face. Mm. Well, Tim Tebow ever play a game in the majors? Yes. As a well, except I was gonna say if the Mets were bad this year, yes. But the Mets are ten and one. I don't think that this is gonna That's last. It's not gonna very last, long. but I think they might be in the hunt enough. I'm not necessarily that, saying this season. I mean, how long do you think I Tim Tebow sticks to baseball? I will bet a bomb that Tim Tebow plays a game for the Mets this season. I'll take that bet. I'll also take that bet. Write that down. Two Saki bombs for each of you. I'm in two. There's no way. All right. I'll take three. No. No. This is one, this is one to one. We Straight up. Yeah. All right. Straight but, up Saki bets. But I, I, get, I get better than one to one on those odds, right? No. No, no. We'll each well, it's three to one. So we'll each do a sake bomb, and if we win, then you do one sake yeah. bomb instead of three. Sake All right, bombs. write it down, Smokey. All right, there it is. I expect the pie chart on our desk. On uh, our, Friday our, morning, our collective, yeah. By Friday three, morning by three p.m. Before before you leave. Sure thing. It's it's written down. It's starting already. The pie charts. The pie pie graph. Pie, pie graph. What's the difference? They're the same thing. I don't, think, I don't think a pie graph exists. It's, it's impossible. I, I looked it up. Unless you stack um, pies on top of each other. Or you just have a graph of the number pie. And cue music. <laughs> oh, hey, and the outro. Tasteful outro music tonight. <laughs> and that's the mailbag closing. That's all we have for you. Uh, yeah, here we are. It's been real. Episode 6. Thanks for joining us. If you're still joining us after this episode... And uh, and have have a great week. No filter, no filter, no, no editing. No so editing. Casey Except Steve is gonna do repentance for his f bomb at like minute twenty six of this recording. So thank you for marching reaching it. out to Tim he, Tebow right he now. Might, yeah, he's reaching out to Tim Tebow to make up for it. God's um. gonna knock Steven's ass out. <laughs> All right, and in that note, we're fading out. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a pleasant tomorrow. tomorrow.